Michael Vincent, the dude, and we're coming to you live on the first ever Freight Meme World Championship. I'll Who'd have done it? It's Nobody awesome. but us. I'll tell you what, I was so excited I got to work this morning, I forgot my car. You know, <laughs> just kidding. All right, well, I'll give you a ride home. <laughs> Thank you, bro. Hey, if, if a rest stop were ever a meme, so I had to drive to North Carolina over the weekend. Left yeah. like right after last show. Came yeah. back uh, just in time for this show. Stopped by a little place on the way back. Oh, yeah. A place called South of the Border. Is that <laughs> <You guys> ever... <laughs> so <laughs> here's the thing. Like, I, I, when I was a kid, we would go to Myrtle Beach every, like, yeah. April break. Where you go, and there's sure. all these billboards. Can you show some of these billboards up here? When you're driving down to South Carolina, there's, there's all these, like that one right there. You never saw such a place. You called foul here, though. It says you're always a wiener at Pedro, South of the Border, 10 miles. These things, by the way, there's 175 of these billboards, and they go on yeah. for miles. Yeah, yeah. There actually used to be 250. It just so happens they haven't, re- they don't repair things that break at South of the Border. <laughs> like, <laughs> they don't. So <laughs> when we were driving up there, it was so like pouring rain. Mission fri- or vision? <laughs> well, it was pouring rain Friday night, and you yeah. could see. See, like the Space Needle of South Carolina, that big observation tower sombrero just glowing in the night like a beacon. Right. So I was like, we got to make it a point to stop there on the way back for my moms. So we did. But like my kids didn't get the full experience because when I was a kid, you had like a a Walkman, maybe a magazine, a notebook, like in the late 80s. At best. At best. Uh, (laughs) They have like the iPads, though. So they have like movies. So they're not looking at. They're not seeing like 100 miles of billboards or anything like that. We finally got there. They're still excited. (laughs) And that place over there, what what do you think redemption only means in adults only? store i <laughs> don't know <laughs> i looked up a few things i'm fascinated by this place like it, it honestly looks like they haven't painted or repaired anything since i was there in like 1989 like nothing it looks like a great place to get human trafficked um wow and, and they've actually the only things they've lost there they've lost a few buildings like t-shirt shops because they collapsed and they've like torn them down oh really but there's nothing new painted, but it's wild. Like, there's just, I, I love it. It's almost like being an episode of Black Mirror. It's like very dystopian. This guy, Alan Schaefer, he was like a master marketer, right? He's right. the guy who started this place. And I guess back in the day, he was in a dry county. So he started a beer stand on the county line. And then yeah. he started selling fireworks, North Carolinians. And then he wanted to start this rest stop, right? So he, wanted, he was looking for cheap goods that he could sell. And yeah, yeah, the yeah. cheapest ones he found came from Mexico. This was before like go. China imported everything. This was 70 years ago. So he got all these different sombreros, rugs, uh, ashtrays, things like that, and yeah. starts south of the border, and uh, they haven't done any repairs since. They've <laughs> <laughs> repaired absolutely nothing since. It was a trip. report, so stop by. You'll have a great time. Folks out here, you probably all have fond memories, right? There's like The yeah. whole thing is built up the whole way there. You get there, and you just uh, live the disappointment. But I think when I was there, I was thinking of something. There's so much parking. There's so much space because it's a ghost town. We need to occupy south of the border. Yeah. Like, if we want to protest something, let's occupy south of the border. What do you want to protest? I don't, anything. Anything at all. Anything. Like, you don't want to go all the way up to Canada. You go occupy south of the border. Let's go do it. Let's go do let's it. Start. Let's go do it. We well, we can't go today. Fund me up tomorrow. We'll have a GoFundMe up tomorrow. We're going to occupy <laughs> south of the border. All right. <laughs> today, we are bringing you the, the first border. ever Freight Meme World Championship. Freight Caviar's Paul Bernard, uh, Jaroslawski takes on Superior Dispatch Services, Boris Panov. Joining them to judges is Trophy Smacks. Matt Walsh, uh, founder of the, he's been on the show before. Oh, yeah. They went on Shark Tank, Trophy yeah, Smack you know did. They got right. a deal with Mark Cuban. They make uh, their fantasy trophy experts. They made our belts right here, the What the Truck Championship. They're making the championship 
for the Freight Meme Championship as It'll well. It'll be a I ring, right? I haven't seen it yet. It'll it might be a, be a ring. It ring. might be a bill. It might be oh, a belt. Know. It might be a trophy. I don't oh, know yet. Okay. All right. Cool. We have a, we're gonna have a beard uh, demo today. Of a beard cream demo. Eric oh. Riggs and Matt Beach. Uh, they're gonna stop by the studio and they're gonna get me to try out his brand new Big Riggs uh, beard tamer cream. Cool. So. It's I'll get actually, that in. It's and actually then, uh, hair dye, folks. It's going to be blue. <laughs> and then after the news, we'll talk to uh, armchair attorney Matthew Leffler about all sorts of stuff we couldn't get to last time he was here. But let's tip the band and get into it. Surge, it. Surge Transportation thinks non-competes are stupid. Non-competes chase away good talent. Stop talented people from joining the supply chain industry. Oh, no. Tear up your non-compete. It's not enforceable. Instead, email jobs at surgetransportation.com and do what? Oh, open your own office tomorrow. That's and then what go you're to GoFundMe and fund our Occupy South of the Border and fight non-competes. There you go. <laughs> All right, headlines. <laughs> I found over. Non-competes. We're going to protest non-competes. Perfect. Non-competes. Perfect. All right, money. More money flowing into freight as Flexport announces a huge deal. Huge deal this morning oh, just yeah, came yeah, off of yeah. Flexport. Big $935 million. Series A investment round. You got Ryan Peterson on the cover of Forbes showing his yeah. teeth off. Yeah, man. Shopify has a strategic investment in that, which I found interesting. SoftBank has poured more money in here. Valuation of Flexport now $8 billion. Wow. How are they going to use this money, you ask, Dooner? To <laughs> occupy south of the border? Occupy south of the border. Half of it is going to go towards that. The rest, the company says Flexport will use the capital to accelerate development of its technology platform or global logistics and continue building an ecosystem that's efficient, transparent, and inclusive. Everything that logistics isn't today. Yeah. Well, Ryan Peterson, founder and CEO of go. Flexport, he says this investment signals the market recognizes the need for a tech-enabled logistics ecosystem that has visibility and resiliency to handle unexpected challenges at any scale. That's not just Flexport. Money, tons of money pouring into freight tech. Oh, yeah. Tons of it. Absolutely. More trucker convoys rolling into Canada. Uh, Canadian cities protesting vaccine mandates. That's right. Joanna Marsh has a story on that. A trucker-led convoy rolled into the downtown of Canada's largest city on Saturday, joining multiple protesters taking multiple protests taking place across the country over COVID-19 vaccine mandates. Truckers blasted their horns as throngs of protesters greeted them and the much longer convoy of passenger vehicles that overwhelmed several blocks of uh, downtown Toronto. Wow. Some even climbed onto the rigs and danced. It was uh, a festive affair. Wow. All right. Organizers had hoped the convoy would reach Queen's Park, home to the Ontario provincial government, but... The heavy police presence and blockades prevented that from happening. So they did not reach Queen's Park. Yeah, and they've made at least one arrest in connection with the protest, but that's not that many considering how many are protesting. Uh, Ottawa police, though, they put this tweet out. They said, important, anyone attempting to bring supplies, gas, etc. to this demonstration could be subject to an arrest. Enforcement is underway. Now, this is a story without us having our boots on the ground. It's, it's almost like an info wars. Now, not Alex Jones info wars. I just yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. info wars between two sides. Now, if you look at the trucker side, you see like happiness, soup kitchens, joy. Uh, yeah. Everyone's having a good time. Everyone's dancing around. They're playing street hockey in the streets. And you go to the other side and it's like, or even Justin Trudeau, and it's painted in a completely different way. Yeah, it certainly is, as if they're going to pull guns on him at any second. It sure is. Well, one of the truckers there, uh, the ghost of Gord, he says uh, it appears that this was merely a publicity stunt on the part of Ottawa police. He's on the ground there. He said they only took away a few jerry cans of diesel fuel for the cameras. And the whole, it seems, very weak sauce show of intimidation. 
These truckers there are nonplussed. We did ask a few truckers about why they were out there. Uh, one guy who only calls himself uh, Road Hammer said yeah. we're out here for everybody's rights. He said uh, the vaccine mandate actually cost him his job as a cross-border driver, so he now runs local, pulling one other driver out of capacity there. Stephen Webster is the cross-border owner-operator. He said he's fully vaccinated against COVID-19. He joined the convoy, though, because he has grievances just in general with Ontario Premier Doug Ford, including funding cuts to health care and homeless services. He says, I got three shots, but I think people should have a choice. I'm here for other reasons, like a lot of people are. A lot of people are pissed off at the Ford government. Meanwhile, Ottawa Mayor Jim Watson, he declared that state of emergency. Although the New York Times report it indicates this measure is largely symbolic. So you know how that trucker said it seems like yeah. it wasn't a huge show of force? Well, it's largely yeah. symbolic. They actually don't have that much power to do that much uh, to do that much under this this act. I got you. All right. All right. Yeah. So it is, it's really just a statement they have to make. And those are still going on up in Canada, so those protests go, are still man. happening this week. We'll keep you up to date as they go on. Last one here is a vaccine mandate has varied impacts on Mexican cross-border trucking. Noy Mahoney reports new regulations banning those unvaccinated truckers from crossing the U.S.-Mexico border have strained an already tight driver market. Um, and that's according to Gerardo Alanis Barrios. He's the CEO over at Cold Chain Solutions in Laredo, Texas. And they touched just a little bit of every type of freight. So they were a good ask because they have a decent perspective on this. Yeah. He said drage capacity has been strained for the better part of two years. The vaccine mandate has come to dent it even more. Yeah, absolutely. And Barrios, he says that uh, in their fleet, about four and a half, only 4% of their drivers have refused to get the vaccination, right? Mm. Some argue that they get it because of medical, they can't get it because of medical reasons. Others simply don't want unknown substances in their bodies, which is, you know, I mean, I get that. I get that should be your right. A few have gone so far as to ask for their jo other jobs within the company to support their decision. Armando uh, Tabato, uh, Assistant Director of Field Operations for U.S. Customs and Border Protection at the Laredo Field Officer, said they encountered 111 non-compliant unvaccinated drivers for the first three days of requirements after that. So 111. To be expected. And he yeah. went on to explain what happens in these circumstances. So let's say you send an unvaccinated driver to the border, they get caught. Yeah. He says the non-compliant drivers with loaded shipments and trailers were temporarily held in cargo import facilities. The non-compliant driver was sent back to Mexico, but the tractor trailer with loaded shipment was allowed to proceed with a replacement vaccinated compliant driver to keep the flow of trade moving. That was uh, done at all ports of entry. Hey, maybe a good job too. Like, get just get you fully vaccinated, get a gig on either side of the border, and bring trucks across. Vaccinated trucking. Vaccinated trucking. Right. There you go. Let's hook get up an MC. the uh, the unvaxxed trucker on the other side. Right on. Uh, wait times on the border have been increasing all year. We're still trying to figure out if that has been seasonality or if it's been a larger impact of the mandate. Also with Canada, we're still seeing that data trickle in. We'll give you a yep. full report when we know a little bit more. We just don't want to jump to a conclusion here on a situation. Yeah, like there's this. data that you can see that's in there, but it's hard to say whether it's directly indicated by this or not. Very true. Very true. Well, hey, let's bring the armchair attorney on. We'll, we'll ask him about all of this stuff. But before we do, i got to find out. So Matthew Leffler, you said you had to have your nine-year-old beat a video game for you, and now you got me curious. What game was it? Metroid Dread. It's a Ooh. fantastic game. It's a great uh, play on the console for Switch, but it is very hard, and I just don't play the hard games very well anymore. Well, you know, have you, oh. you know, they talk about the Shark Tank effect, and we have a Shark Tank guest on today. What about the What the Truck effect? So yeah. Matt was on here a little over a week ago, yeah, right? And right. immediately afterwards, he's added to the uh, alumni board over at Michigan State University. He gets a <laughs> brand new job with Cox. He gets a really heavy-looking presidential desk. Amazing. The Come desk. on with the truck, people. Matt, tell us about it. What's been going on with you? Can you up update us on some news? Some really exciting stuff, especially that Cox thing, because we do bloodline segments on this. And as I understand it, there's some blood involved in this one. Your dad used to uh, run a fleet services company. 
Transportation has been in my blood for two generations. My, my, actually, my great grandfather was a truck driver. But my father was a maintenance provider. And what we did for outsourced fleet services, we provided outsourced fleet services to companies that didn't want to do the maintenance anymore. They were outsourcing to a third party. I was able to practice law for a few years before joining his company. And I got to work with my dad for six years, which was amazing. And then I was acquired in 2018 by Dickinson Fleet Services. I worked with Dickinson for a, about a year and a half before moving on to some software uh, opportunities. And I've come back to Cox Automotive, who has acquired Dickinson fairly recently. In terms of the Law Alumni Association, I will absolutely give you credit for this. Uh, ultimately, <laughs> I want to be able to give back to my community and the people that have helped me get to where I am. The law is something that touches every person's life, but we tend to try to avoid it and not think about it. So these issues of mandates and trucker qualifications are something that is touching legal things and supply chain. So having the opportunity to talk about these things makes me incredibly excited. So thank you for having me back. It's awesome. You know, we have the bloodlines things before, and it, yeah. like you mentioned that, and you just said it was amazing working with your dad. What was your biggest takeaway working with your dad? You keep your word. Yeah. In this business, it's integrity. It's relationships. There is nothing else that matters. You have to perform. You have to honor your contracts, but you have to have integrity. And what I learned from my father, all of the times that he was gone when I was a kid, because he was gone for weeks on end, but I'd go to the Technology Maintenance Council of the American Trucking Associations, and I would meet the people that had the chance to work with him and the respect that people had for my father in that space. So the most enjoyable and rewarding piece was to see what my father was looked at in the professional industry he, mm. he loved and was a part of. Well, you know, Matthew, so aside from someone, some idiot in Winnipeg running through four people on the side of the road, <laughs> yeah. at this actual protest, there's only been one arrest, right? There's one arrest over in Toronto. Um, but what kind of liability, let's start there. What kind of liability do truckers face who join these types of convoys and protests, especially when something like Ottawa says, uh, you bring jerry cans and you're going to be arrested and we're under, um, we're under a state of emergency now? The fundamental question that we're asked right now is who decides? Who decides if you get a vaccine or not? Is it your individual choice? Is it your company's choice? Or is it your government's choice? We had in the United States this issue with OSHA and this court case recently where we decided from the OSHA perspective, we didn't have the authority to mandate these things. But when you do use governmental power, the coercive power of the state to mandate something, you are going to have pushback. And I will not speak to any liability for my Canadian counterparts. I am an armchair attorney in the United States, in Illinois specifically. But what I would caution for everybody is to make sure that if you're going to go to these protests to follow the laws and instruction by law enforcement, do not destroy property and at all times try to be safe and look out for other people. So does, does the concerns there um, uh, uh, extend to the companies that use these truckers or if they're employed by specific companies and, and as them acting as an agent, so to speak? So generally speaking, um, you're not going to be acting as an agent of another organization if you go off and you protest. Um, okay. You're going to be doing that on your own behalf. That being said, your organization might say, I really don't want you doing this. And because you've done this, we are going to separate the employment relationship. As we've talked about in a lot of context, uh, most people are at will, which means you serve at the will of your organization. So if they don't like what you do, you have the potential to lose your professional career because of it. Wow. Gotcha. Well, 
what about this convoy to D.C.? So let's let's bring this down to your turf. So let's say these these protests come stateside. One of the things they were talking about up in Canada, some people on social media, I don't know if there was any truth to this, but they were like, hey, go around, start taking pictures of these trucks, MC numbers or license plates, report them to their insurance company. They'll lose their authority and all of that kind of stuff. Is that a big risk for drivers who jump into protests here stateside? Could you could you lose your truck? What can happen to you? I don't believe you're going to find a lot of people losing their authority or losing their jobs because of participation or funding of these different protests. The two questions we really need to think about when it comes to this type of situation is first, who decides on these mandates? And there's going to be people who will always kind of fight against government overreach or government trying to do something they haven't done in recent memory. The other thing we have to ask ourselves is what is the fight that we really want to have? Two years ago, we had a lot of fanfare about the essential workers and come to find out they're still essential. And we have a supply chain that has massive challenges with not only retention, but we're, but getting new drivers. And so if we're going to create new barriers to operate a commercial vehicle, this isn't probably the time to do it. So what OSHA, in the case we talked about the Supreme Court, what they found was employers over 100 employees can't be mandated to do this, but medical establishments, medical care providers can certainly mandate this. So if you ask the question, who decides, the individual, the business, or the government, I defer to the individuals and the private businesses. I don't like the governments get involved with these types of things. If people want to protest in the United States, there's a lot to protest about, but we have actually gotten, I believe, the right outcome with the Supreme Court when they made the decision in the OSHA case that OSHA lacked the authority, and now the mandates are going to be done privately, individuals and businesses. I got it. Yeah, I love it. Um, shall we switch gears a little bit? Let's talk about teenage drivers sure. and the liability that's there. We talk about taking it down to 18. We've got the, uh, the beta testing, if you will, going sure. on right now. What does that mean to liability for the truckers? This is a great question. So a lot of people don't realize that 18-year-olds have been able to drive intrastate sure. within a given state in right. 49 states in the District of Columbia. So we already have tons of drivers that are under the age of 21 operating these vehicles. The difference here is the question of how do we get new people in interstate transportation? So the analogy a lot of folks will give is from Chicago to Kenosha. You can't drive that as an 18-year-old as an or 19-year-old. That's probably not the real use that we're going to see. We're probably going to see folks driving long distances and yeah. mountains and, and darkness and all these other things. So the question is how much additional training are we going to give these drivers? And at a high level, do you have about 160 hours to get a CDL today to get this in this uh, apprenticeship program, pilot program, it's an additional 120 hours. So three additional weeks followed by 270 hours of, or 280 hours, excuse me, of apprenticeship with another truck driver. So seven more weeks. So 10 weeks to get someone 18, 19 or 20 to operate an 80,000 pound machine. I'm not a fan of this. I'm not a fan of this. I think retention's a bigger issue, but bringing in young people who don't necessarily understand where they're going to find parking, where they're going to find a place to sleep, all of these challenges that the interstate drivers have been dealing with for a long term, um, we're, we're probably not going to see a lot of safety improve in this context. No, Matt, let me ask you something, and this is something you may not have an answer to because most of these answers come from court cases setting precedent, but... You're a truck driver. You're 21. You leave Texas. You get in a crash in Colorado. Yeah. You're 18. You leave Texas. You get in a crash in Colorado. Is there more liability or do you think there'll be more liability for a trucking company employing that 18-year-old provided it's legal versus the 21-year-old or it won't matter? 
I don't think it's going to matter. And the reason being is that what is your man, it might be a little bit more expensive on the premiums, but you're getting an insurance policy and that policy has the coverage limitations. So you're not going to be responsible for all of the damages. And you gave that great example of the Houston uh, going to Colorado with that case we had experience in Colorado with the 110 year sentence for the 23 year old driver at the time of the accident. So what will happen in these cases, I suspect, is you'll have, if there is a catastrophic injury, God forbid it happens, but if it does, you'll have the policy from the driver, the insured, and then every single other person involved with this calamity will have underinsured or uninsured motorist coverage, and those will be tagged in these legal proceedings. So will it be a difference in terms of what ultimately happens for that individual truck driver? Probably not. They're gonna have the policy limitation as an armchair attorney, the first thing you would do is you'd call up the other side and say, give me a copy of your certificate of insurance. I want to know what your policy limitations are. Hold so on, Boris, is, Boris and the superior team, are, we can see them in the, in the green room. They're going nuts monitor. in there, man. They're, they're going just, nuts, man. really I just gotta, distracting me, oh, I just got to give them some cowbell because they're already getting hyped up. I see all like their signs, and I see Boris <laughs> throwing a pump. They'll be up soon. They'll be up at 1225, so a couple of minutes here. Good to see you guys. <laughs> all right, sorry, Matt. Didn't mean to interrupt. I just They've just been going crazy back there. I had to acknowledge it. Yeah, they're distracting. But you mentioned the Houston case in 110 miles. Yeah. Uh, 110 years. And so that was reduced right down to to 10. Does this set uh, some precedence, uh, good or bad? What that case shows us is that most people haven't had a chance to encounter mandatory minimums or what we call crimes of violence in Colorado Mm -hmm. statutes. So the crimes of violence, what actually got this gentleman his 110-year sentence wasn't the two uh, wrongful deaths. That wasn't what happened. The thing that got him in trouble, that got him that long sentence, was assault charges and attempted assault charges, which the state of uh, uh, Colorado had made crimes of violence. So these crimes had to be served consecutively. You had to go one after another after another. Mm. That's what got this absurd result. That statute allows for people to have a rehearing and say, hey, this wasn't what we wanted. This is a little bit too significant. The judge wanted this. The prosecutor filed to have this reheard. However, the governor stepped in and said, I don't need to wait any longer. We're going to commute the sentence to 10 years, offer the ability for parole down the line. And it basically made this case go away. What it did for the supply chain, what it did for lawyers everywhere, is it got people to become aware of these mandatory minimums and these consecutive sentences, which result in absurd consequences. Regardless of how dangerous this accident was and how many lives were affected, a 110-year sentence is not rational. It's not reasonable. It's not justice. So we did get an outcome that became a little bit more uh, clear. I would have liked the governor not to have stepped in. It would have been better to let the judge in that case make that rehearing, let the victims speak, let the other sides make an argument as to why it should be reduced. But that is exactly what happened in that Colorado case. Hmm. Well, Matt, we have a couple of minutes left. Before we let you go, what other liabilities should trucking companies and truckers themselves be concerned about in 2022? Any changing regulations on the horizon or just solid advice here? The biggest advice I would say is to understand that your essential workers are essential. Your mechanics, your drivers, your warehouse staff, the supply chain is based upon these essential people. So finding ways to retain them, that is your biggest obstacle. If you can retain your drivers, retain your mechanics, own your supply chain, you are going to have a much better 2022 than the vast majority of companies that will continue to burn through and cycle through individuals. That's the biggest thing I would recommend to every trucking company out there is figure out how to make sure those essential workers are proud of their job and excited to do it. Wow. Well, hey, I love it. I love it. Give I love a little it, I love it. for that one. Hey, Matty, people want to connect with you. Where do I send them to? 
You can go find me on LinkedIn. This is the main social media platform that I can be found in. I am a pretty advocate on that platform. Otherwise, you can go to armchairattorney.com. I offer lots of thoughts and, and I guess, general uh, media presentations on these topics of driver safety, driver qualification, and supply chain and legal issues. It's just a really interesting way to get back to my community what the law does in these contexts of these interesting supply chain dilemmas. Very cool. Beautiful. Very cool. Beautiful. And people should go check that out because, you know, sometimes uh, you lawyers get a bad, bad rap. <laughs> 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 Absolutely. Thank you, guys. I appreciate it. <laughs> Take right it easy, on, sir. Be good. Well, hey, everybody, it's the, it's the moment we've all been waiting for. We've <laughs> it's the moment we've all been waiting for coming up. Someone's just talking into my ear. Someone it's the moment was. we've all been waiting for. It is the first ever freight meme world champion show this beautiful graphic here come on show that graphic people look at that thing wonderful looking look at these guys it's the great american meme off that's a great global meme off because we have the macedonian memer boris panov and team superior dispatch throw this camera on them look at this crowd he brought with him is this the entire company here boris let's bring his volume up boris are you muted man uh no Oh, cool. Hey, okay. You Morris. just got good noise cancellation. We couldn't even hear, like, the roaring crowd behind you. But, folks, if you're not if you're on, listening guys. to the audio version of this, I swear, they were roaring behind him. They are, man. Yeah, yeah, who's back there? Is that the whole company back there behind you, Boris? You got some good, good support, my friend. No, bro. There are some people that need to work still. These are the guys who kind of always give me support. And, uh, it's only just a part of Supera Dispatch Team. Everything else is kind of working, but they're going to come downstairs, they come up, and you know, we're going we're gonna to make it funny. <laughs> awesome. Well, Boris, give us, a, give us a quick intro to you. Someone hasn't caught you on this show before. I'm Boris. I'm the Macedonian meme lord. Tell us, tell us what's up and what, the, what you and that team behind you do. Uh, yeah, we're running an independent uh, transportation company that provides service to a different uh, fields. Uh, we have trucks that we kind of dispatch. We got a brokerage department that we sell loads. And everything that is related to uh, transportation in the United States, we, we represent over here. I love it. I love it. And I love the science. It's like we're like on game day <laughs> right now, right? Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's, it's like ESP, right all they're missing is that number, that Gartner number one supply chain, uh, University of Arkansas sign. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't see the one. I think the one in the back there says Paul wears a mask in his car. I think that's what. Oh, wow. <laughs> oh, they're getting chippy. Well, these two are already getting chippy. Let's meet our other contestant here. It is Paul bernard Jolofsky. He is also with Freight Caviar. He's also got a podcast going on. I've been on it actually myself. It was a good time. Yeah. And he also owns, I think, a burger joint with his buddy down in Poland. So uh, you got a lot going on, don't you, Paul? Tell us a little bit about yourself. Uh, well, I live in Poland. I'm from Chicago uh, originally. Lived three years in Ukraine. I outsourced a freight brokerage for Everest uh, in Ukraine. And then I quit that, and I've been living in Poland for a year and a half. Freight caviar just came out of nowhere. I started doing it for fun, and it's honestly my full-time job right now. It's how I make a living. Uh, so, yeah, I also have a burger joint with my buddy here in Poland. Uh, if I could give uh, any advice to anyone is to not open a restaurant. <laughs> pain in, that. Pain yeah. in the butt. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Agreed. So, uh, but besides that, yeah, uh, I do free caviar full time now. This is how I make my, my living. I have a newsletter. I have a podcast. I do the Instagram, LinkedIn. Uh, it's, it's my whole life. Now, before we jump in all these memes, I'll stay with you, Paul, since we're already talking to you. When did you start Freight Caviar, and when did you decide that Freight needed to be memed? So I just had quit my job at Everest. This was October 2020, 
And I just randomly, uh, out of nowhere, had an idea just to start a meme account. There was a few meme, meme accounts on Instagram. And I, I just had like a lot of time on my hands. Uh, and so I started making these memes just for fun. Uh, and it, it turned out pretty well, much better than I expected. Uh, and then I see a whole opportunity just of it, it connects the community. And then you could provide other information uh, in regards to logistics to that community that you have. So uh, I started in October 2020 as Shipping Pallets on Instagram. And then in May, I changed my username to Freight Caviar. Uh, but yeah, that's about it. Well, I, let me ask you, how have memes impacted your life? As, as, as I mean, these things used to be laughed at for a, a long time. They've started to be sure. taken more seriously because people are seeing the results that you get, right? I mean, everyone knows on LinkedIn, you start getting 300, 400 likes. You're sure. talking about exposure from anywhere to 25,000 eyeballs to like 300,000 eyeballs. What, what benefits have you received sure. from it? So I'm shocked that I could actually make a living off of it. Right. I mean, this is this is kind of what I spend my time on. I, I spend my time on memes, on my email newsletter, uh, on connecting with the industry because I really want to stay connected with the industry. So I, I reach out to people. I, I want to know like the, the the new stuff in freight tech. And I feel like memes just kind of connect the industry differently because uh, people always want to have some kind of humor or entertainment uh, in regards to the industry that work they work in. And with logistics being so stressful and a lot of people burning out. Uh, memes could provide some kind of, uh, you know, I guess, humor to to all the the BS that people put up with, and a lot of people enjoy it. You know, they they they. You could see that through Boris's account on LinkedIn. You could see that through my account and other accounts on Instagram. Uh, people really engage with with the humor side of freight, and I, I think there's a lot of opportunity uh, to to keep uh, making more videos and freight humor. Uh, talking about topics that maybe aren't being talked about that are somewhat humorous and somewhat actually very serious, just like the, the double brokering community uh, that I visited. And so there's there's just a lot of topics that could be to be to be broadcast in a more of like a humorous side. And I actually right, going to go visit right, Paul Boris and Matthew. That's a long, ten answers too long. You're getting the Oscar music. <laughs> Boris, you can already win this round by giving a quicker answer. But first, I got to introduce our judge. <laughs> it is Matt Walsh, founder of Trophy Smack. He is not just a fantasy trophy mastermind. Not only does he specialize in contests like these, but he made this fantastic yeah. what the truck belt. He got backed by Mark Cuban on Shark Tank. And Hi, baby. he's a freight broker, too. What the hell, Matt? How you doing today? <laughs> what is going on, guys? I'm excited to be here. Thank you for me. Uh, you know, right I got to ask you, you have to, you must be just getting out of like your huge, huge peak busy season, right? Uh, fantasy, a couple weeks ago, fan, most people's fantasy uh, tournaments ended. That is right. I'm excited to say that I locked down the championship of my own fantasy league. Um, I put myself in the back of the line for the engraving because you're absolutely right. Um, it's a, it's my logistics and supply chain background. I really, really lean on because you've got a whole year's worth of volume that hits in one day practically. So it's a tidal wave uh, of orders, but, but it's fun. Absolutely. very. And you had to, you had to put yourself in the back cause you had to get that Jimmy Kimmel bowl, uh, belt done. Right. Oh my goodness, that was quite the experience. Uh, we got to meet Jimmy. We made a custom belt for him. Right. Um, it was a it was a it was a long process that I'm not going to do for anyone else uh, but Jimmy Kimmel. <laughs> now, Matt, tell us what what are the boys playing for today? What is the meme championship? What have the crazy team over at Trophy Smack come up with this year? 
Dude, so I love the concept. Um, first annual meme championship um, freight category here. I think uh, we've got to raise the stakes. We're going to do a custom championship belt with Ooh. the winning meme on the belt here. The meme on the belt. What the truck side plates. We're going to update this baby to be custom. And we're going to oh. really see who brings the noise here. Oh, wow. Okay. So Boris, the meme itself will be on the belt. It'll be on the belt. Nice. Boris and, and Boris's name will and what the truck. Everything will first ever meet. Well, it could be, be Paul's name. Boris, worth playing for? Sorry? Worth playing for? The belt, is it worth playing Who's for? Are you excited? Of course, man. We are, that's why we are here. <laughs> I love it. Okay, so before we go to the tail of the tape here, can you just, the same question we asked Paul. How did you get, how, so you've been doing the memes, you're with Superior Dispatch, sir. how has that impacted what you do over there? Has you seen more reach? Have you gotten more business putting memes out there? Of course, I mean, first great thing is that got me hooked up with Paul, who is doing an amazing job. I mean, I need to be honest, you know, I was never planning to become such a huge thing. Uh, and part of my job, so I kind of work and I'm not a full-time employee to kind of make out of a living, but it describes me who I am and I kind of do it a freestyle. So, you know, it become a huge, uh, it gave me a huge impact from what I'm doing and got me connected with a lot of people worldwide who give me support and relate on the, on all the memes that we post. And, you know, that's so far something that kind of keep me going and, and never stop, you know. Well, you guys have been doing a great job. Let's take a look at the tail of the tape. Matt, we are judging two hosses over here. Look at this thing. Boris Panov from Macedonia. This man is six foot three, 180 pounds. He likes a nice dog. He eats the chicken and rice. He's with yeah. Team Superior. Wow. And we got Paul Bernard Jaralski. He is six foot eight. He's 230 pounds of man. <laughs> And he likes cats. Well, the dog's a sensitive guy who would like a nice burrito. He should have came to South of the Border with me. His favorite fruit is a burrito, and he owns a burger stand. Well, we'll find out. The bigger they are, the harder they pull. <laughs> Did it. Oh. All right, round one. Let's get to it, man. All right, round one, Matt. Are you ready to look at some memes? That's All right, let's bring up round. This is number one here. We're going to go with Boris's first meme. Boris, what do you got for us? Throw it up there. All right, here we go. Oh, it's a little, little Pulp Fiction action. It's got a, on the way to a job, to, on the way to logistics job interview after three years in logistics. A meme form I've seen before adapted quite cleverly to logistics. We all know, I mean, look, you could imagine how much younger I would look if I never got in this business. Yeah, yeah, yourself, yeah. I love it how it goes from, I love it, I love it how it goes from the grease, you know, first date with Sandra D, all nice and all that kind of stuff. And then it's Vincent Vega and <laughs> my terminal cracked down on heroin. Matt, initial <laughs> impressions. Uh, you guys are spot on. I mean, this is a clever adaption, adaptation. Um, it's a meme you've seen before, but it really strikes home. Anyone, I feel like the memes in the transportation world really hit home to anyone in the business. And I think a big piece of how I'm looking at this competition is with the last year, the last two years with transportation being in the spotlight, not only does it hit for people in transportation, but people not in the business mm -hmm. that can really connect. And I feel like this one does a good job. I feel like this one hits. 
I think they do, and I, you know, they there's so do. much greenfield and freight because there's not that many memers yet. I bet after this contest, after people go, oh, you can get awards, you can get great reach, you actually get business from this goofiness, you're going to see a lot more of them. But right now, there's so much greenfield where you can do really well just adapting common memes to apply to logistics and the stress and things in there. And Boris took that opportunity, and he did a great job. Now, let's see what Paul has to offer. Take a look at this one. All right. This is uh, this one you would get immediately if you've seen Don't Look Up, right? The right. new Netflix, yep. the new Netflix show that <laughs> kind of in a spoof on the past two years. And it said, I've slept with two former presidents. I speak four languages and I own two Monets. And then uh, DiCaprio turns from and he goes, Do you have any dry vans ready now in Chicago? <laughs> <laughs> now, Boris, I like this one a lot. It's it's very topical. It's very quick. Sometimes it's a little risky to take a, a brand new property, a Netflix one that's unproven. You made this one almost immediately after the show came out, but it did really well. You took the risk. It worked out. What are your thoughts? I, 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 I like it because it's topical, and it was so quick, and it came out. It was a little bit risky, and I, and I love it because it shows a humorous side. It does show exactly how it does take over your life. You're like, hey, that's pretty nice, but, man, I could use an empty. Okay, who gets to point this round? <laughs> right now. Uh, for me, yeah. I'm, I'm going I'm going Paul. You're going okay, Paul's going the point. Paul. Matt, thoughts and, and, and who you're scoring this round to. Just to be clear, the the second one, the don't look up, that was yes. Boris or Paul. That's Paul. That was that was Paul's. Okay, yes. that's what that's what I thought. Um gosh, it's tough. Uh I think with the quick turnaround, I have I hadn't seen the don't look up um meme, and I, that one that one was very clever. It really hit home for me. I need. I actually need some drive ends in Chicago right now, so uh, we're going wrong. All right. You know what, Boris? Since this, since I want to stay likable, and this won't determine anything, since you already got two points, I'm going to say Boris got this one. So Boris has a point. There you go, Boris. But the round does go to Paul. The round goes to Paul. And I thought both very strong, both movie category, right? One took an old classic. One took a brand new modern classic. And uh, I, I got to, you know. Going with the risk. He, Paul took the risk. Smart move. All right, round two. I think it was. I think you guys it ready for off. round two? Round two. Let's do it. All right, Boris. Let's show let's Boris is up here. Now, he's got this guy at a desk on a beach that said, <laughs> people in logistics using vacation be like. Now, everybody in logistics knows this, especially if you worked in a brokerage. It may have changed since COVID. People, places may be more like lenient about going on vacation and being sick. But back in the day, if you went on vacation before like the last two weeks of December when I was working in brokerages, or you were out sick for like even one day, two days, God forbid, you were like a pariah if you were out sick two days. Yes, but if yes. you're out sick, you get like people would talk about you, you know, it would be sure. a huge issue. It's stressful. You got to unplug. You got to put that airplane yeah, yeah, mode yeah. on on vacation. This one resonated with me. What do you think? Uh, this one hit home with me. I, I like this one quite a bit because I actually did uh, finalize a contract while dancing with my daughter at a diety daughter dance. So yeah, I get it completely. This one, this one really hit home because that is every vacation I've ever had. Right? What do you got here, Matt? That's quality. Anytime I go on vacation, Hawaii, I'm four in the morning. There's maybe three or four other people. My job is to get the seat by the, the pool or, or by the ocean for the family. And that's a good three or four hours of connected still, getting work done. Never disconnect if uh, being in logistics. So I appreciate that one. It's a good one. All right, let's throw up the next one here. This is from Paul. It's and this one actually talk about reach. This one got sent out, right? Didn't Ryan Peterson, eight billion dollar Flexport uh, guy on the cover of Forbes with the nice teeth? Didn't he share this one out, Paul? Is that true? Uh, yes, that's true. And it got around a thousand likes on Twitter. I was pretty shocked. Wow, uh, big time, Ryan Peterson posting it. 
Yeah, here's the thing. You can't just focus on, like, some of y'all out there, you just focus on, on LinkedIn. You're, you're losing, like, the whole other game out here. Yeah. There's, there's yeah, yeah. plenty of Greenfield on Twitter, on Instagram, on TikTok, because not that many people are making really, really great, funny logistics content. His says, when he asks the character to load delivery, he's got the samurai sword, it says yes, and then he pulls it all the way and it goes, yesterday the truck broke down, because <laughs> this is a business you constantly have, like, womp, womp in the back of your head. Yeah, it certainly is. Uh, all right, who are you, who are you I, giving this one to? What do you think? Round to, first, let me just say that that one was brilliant because we've all been in that situation where we're given that answer. We really don't want to be given that answer, right? Yeah. That's how I saw this one here. I see this one from Paul as being that haymaker at the end of the round that the the, the bell just, just saves Boris. I'm giving this round to Boris, but just because the bell uh, kept him from Thank getting the count. All right, because he went with a classic. What do you think, Matt, on here? What do you think of the meme and who are you giving the round to? I'm torn. I'm torn. Um, I think Boris's is, is is universal. Yeah. But but Paul's is. I mean the 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 cleverness. I've never seen that before. So um, I've got to I've got to go Paul on this one. Just on on that the clever piece alone. That was it's quality. All right. All right. So it's a split. Now I got to break the tie. Split round. I got to break the tie. I got to break the tie. <laughs> I gotta break the tie. <laughs> Bor I'm going, I'm going with Boris. I gave two points to Boris. Boris, I gotta give this round to you. So round one with the Paul. Round two goes to Boris and Team Superior. And I'll tell you why. Because when I look at all that people behind you, they know the feels of working in logistics. And uh, I think we all do too. That just resonated. And I still have like PTSD about calling in sick when I worked at a broker. You're right. You're right. <laughs> all right. So final, it's, it, then it's the final round. Who will win? Who's going to take it home? This is going to break all the ties. Now, I believe that Boris here went a little bit different. He went with us with a short little video meme or, or right, gif. Let's right. take a look at what he came up with. <laughs> and it's a guy for the audio listeners here. It's a guy sitting there. The steam's coming off his head. And uh, <laughs> day in logistics be like, especially the end of the day. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think? Yeah. You're a football guy, so you must you always like a steamy guy on a field. Oh, I a always like head. a steamy guy on a field. What are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, I, I, I think hey, it's, I, it's absolutely brilliant. I've had many a day where it, it felt like steam was coming off the top of my head for certain. What do you got, Maddie? Market's hot. Truck to load ratio. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, it's, that's it. <laughs> No matter how cold it is, it's still steaming. It's still steaming. <laughs> All right, let's see what Paul has to counterbalance this. His is steamy, but maybe in a different way. Uh -oh. Throw this one up here. It says, baby, can you touch me already? And he says, hold on, a backhaul just posted 20 miles from my pickup. Now, this one, I mean, this one speaks so much to the obsession. Now, that logistics <laughs> on the beach, it's to, it took the obsession. Like, people, if you're not in this business, you don't understand it. It ruins lives and it ruins relationships. Even if you're not an over-the-road trucker. <laughs> <laughs> because you become obsessed with this stuff, and most people around you have no idea what the hell you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. Um, th this is really tough because this this one actually does hit hit home quite a bit. Because I mean, you can see that this is actually happening probably in a break broker. Does this resonate more with you or with your wife? <laughs> it's pretty pretty crazy. Uh, am I giving posting round right now? Yeah. Who do you who who's doing it? Because this is you're basically declaring the winner here too. <laughs> Jeez, man, dude, this is really tough. The, the creativity in Boris was unbelievable. Um, I'm gonna have to go with my. Uh, I'm gonna have to go with my Polish brother and go Paul on this one, man. You're going Paul. What do you got, Matt? This is a oh, tough one. Final it round, both really good. 
Um, I mean, I could see, I could see Paul's a uh, um, lot of lot of GameStop and AMC being similar in the last uh, year and a half. Um, so I, I, I've been leaning towards the creativity side with my votes. I'm going with Boris on this one. I haven't seen that steaming head. Nice. All right, so I am the tiebreaker. So in order to do this, I think I think you guys are incredibly close, and I think this could be like this could be like a a three, like a three, like a three bout series, you know, like George Foreman (laughs) out there. So, but tell us. So I'm going to ask you guys a question first. We'll start with you, Boris. You'll talk to the jury here, like final tribal council or something. Why are your memes superior? Why should you win over Paul? You see the support. I got the support. That's most important, you know. The people kind of push me up and they always give me the idea. So, you know, we, we are in this together. We build it together. So I think we deserve to win the championship together. <laughs> How about yourself, Paul? You just heard what he had to say about you. What do you got to say about him? Well, I think my, my name, Frey Caviar, is just superior. So I, I think of that. Um, and then... Also, real quick, I'm traveling to meet up Boris and the whole superior team in Macedonia really soon. So we're going to have some good footage coming from there. So, All right. So I got to declare the winner. Goes, I got to declare the winner. I got to declare the winner. Paul, pack that belt. You're bringing it over to Superior Dispatch. You are the winner. And I'll tell you why I broke the tie on him. I thought both parents were great. I love Boris's support. I love what Superior Dispatch is doing. I think what really took me over the top for Paul, though, is he's crafted a newsletter around this. He started the Instagram site, and he's really fleshing out the memes. The memes themselves, super close, and it just had to come down to the business for me. Matt, you think it was the right choice? I think that was the right choice. Um... With Boris's support back there, that definitely that definitely was pulling me. But uh, I think the creativity in, in in the memes that we just saw here today, I think that's what took the title. That's what the competition's about. So just so I understand correctly, Paul's going to be getting the championship belt, and he's taking it to Superior uh, during his trip. Yeah. Is that is that right? The well, he could level? if he wants. If yeah. he wants to just show it to everyone over there, I would. I would. He's got to go over there and try. I'm going to make a whole video yeah. about it. I'm going to take the belt and actually travel on it. I'm going to make a video blog about me traveling from Poland to Macedonia. There you go. Showing it off. We love it worldwide because this has been a real world championship. Poland versus Macedonia. This time, the Polish Eagle won. But what will happen next time? We got to do more of these things. We'll see. I don't know. Matt, anyone who wants an amazing fantasy trophy for their own meme contest or fantasy sports, where should I send them to? Look, you can go to trophysmack.com. We have custom championship belts. You can put anything on our belts right from your web, right from our website. You can put up KPIs. You can put up stats. Most loads delivered. Best on-time percentage pickup. Uh, best meme right on our site. We'll custom produce it. Ship it right to your door for free. Free shipping. Championship belts. One ninety-nine. All in. TrophySmack.com. Paul, which which meme do you want on the belt? Which which one do you want out of these? You're you're the winner. You got three here. Which meme? Yeah, yeah, that's interesting. Uh, I'm gonna have to make up my choice. Uh, it's gonna take some time, so I'm gonna send it over to Matt once I once I make up my. Okay, mind. let me right, let yeah. me know what you uh, think. You got to think about this. I'm yeah. sure he wants like the FC logo on there and all that stuff. Matt will do you great. He did an amazing job. Yeah, that's true. On the weather truck title. In the meantime, people want to experience these award winning memes. Where do I send them to? Uh, Instagram is probably the best outlet. I post most of most of my stuff on Instagram at Free Caviar. 
Uh, also, you can sign up onto my email newsletter on FreightCaviar.net and connect with me on LinkedIn. Uh, and I also have a company profile, FreightCaviar on LinkedIn. Cool. And Boris and the Superior team, again, you guys did an amazing job. Oh, Thank yeah. you for Heck participating yeah. in this contest. You gave an amazing Thank effort. Um, and also, there's room for plenty of memers uh, in this world, especially in freight. So where should people go to keep up with what you're doing? Yeah, uh, regarding me, I'm only uh, on the LinkedIn uh, regarding the memes. And about a company, Superior, you tag them in the post uh, where you announce the championship. Yep. So uh, you can find a company over there. And Paul, congratulations on your win. You know... This is not really deserved. Thank you, Boris. <laughs> <laughs> Take it easy, guys. Thank you one more time. What an amazing time. Awesome. Thanks, guys. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Thank you, Frank Caviar. Thank you, Superior. Yeah. Thank you, Trophy Smack. All right, now we're going to do something really fun. Oh, we're yeah. going to do a product demo in studio of a couple special guests who just walked in here. They look incredible. They're both bearded. Like your boy over here. How you guys doing? Good. Doing awesome, man. Yeah. Who, who are we talking to? I know you, Maddie, because I have a sticker of your face. <laughs> My name's Eric Riggs. Saudi Daisy, Tennessee boy. So nice, local. man. So tell us a little bit about uh, what you got here. So I understand. So Matt put a post on LinkedIn. He was like, yeah, my buddy made this beard cream. Okay. And I was like, you're right here in Chattanooga. You got to come. I got a beard. You got to come by. I got I to find hey, out. Tell us the beard. story behind uh, starting this beard cream. Uh, well, yeah, I was just uh, kind of making it for myself at the start because I was tired of uh, looking in my cupboard and having 25 different types that I'd try, buy, try, throw away, never, you know, be completely uh, satisfied with. And just came up with my own thing that kind of honed in everything that I wanted out of one product. And it came out very nice. And uh, my wife, uh, she's a hairstylist, and we started selling it out of the hair salon. It kept kind of gaining ground, and just here we are. Trying awesome to, stuff. Tr trying to make some stuff that's, uh, you know, that's actually works and, and does a great job without, you know, making your face all a greasy mess. So it's also Matt. Uh, <laughs> how do you guys know each other? How do you guys get hooked up? So Eric and I went to school together. Um, after that, uh, high school together, and then we ended up. We were in a. I was in a completely separate industry in trucking, and then we worked together in different parts of the country for several years, and then. Um, um, I got out, got into the trucking industry, and um, you know, Eric's still been in the the, the home improvement side of things. And so, uh, when I heard he had this uh, uh, beard tamer, which I absolutely love, I was like, "Man, I've got to, I've got to get a can." And so, uh, we we connected quickly. He came over by the house, gave me a can of it. I was like, "Man, I, I can do something with this." <laughs> well, it's beautiful stuff. So, do you have a tub with you? Can I can I can I see the product? Oh, you got yeah. it? Yeah, I've actually brought you um, six. Hands as a gift. Oh, six cans. Cool. Yeah, yeah bring it right yeah, over to me. On. Here, sit next to me and show me what this, right, this one is. We'll this. jump over to, to the other mat here in a second. We've had so many mats on the show. Yeah, right? yeah. yeah. Third mat today. All right, so yeah, this is a gift. Uh, you know, my wife makes it all pretty with the mustache. Oh, yeah. Here, so yeah. Thank so I've got for her. Exactly. Gift bag. <laughs> so let's see here. I've got, uh, there's two cans. So that's one, uh, Tame Your Face. That okay. is a more, you can smell it, open them yeah. up. Yeah. So what's the difference with you? Because this one is just beard tamers. This, yes. Is this like the uh, the Hero, like the flagship product? Yes. Yes. It's different than a bomb. It's not as heavy. And if you notice, you look at it, it's white. Yeah. Uh, the difference being there's no lanolin or petroleum jelly. And uh, it's it's it lays lighter on your face. It absorbs all into your skin and hair. Every bit of it's natural. And uh, you won't walk around with a greasy face all day, um, you can use it multiple times throughout the day. And, uh, you know, it smells great and it's not too overbearing on the scents. And uh, each one is uh, each one's a little bit different. This is a, um, the, the name Mind Your Beardness. 
Yeah. Great, great name. Uh, so what's the difference? Yeah. Uh, well, that's cherry. That's a, it's the scents. It's all different scents. Ah, the you. Tame Your Face is a scent. It's more of a soapy scent. The Abomination is more of a oatmeal honey scent. And then the Mind Your Beardness is more of a cherry pipe tobacco smell. I see. Is this, so. is this edible? You could probably eat it, but you know. So I usually use. I, <laughs> you probably eat it. So I usually it. use like just refined coconut oil. It's like, got I keep that it in simple. it. Is it. So this yes. is a lot. Okay. Well, let, well, let me try it. Yeah, is try this, it out. So Which one are you trying? Oh, yeah, that's a real mild kind of a. Smell. Which is the one so, that smells like a pipe? Oh, that one right there. Okay. Mind okay. your business. So, so what you want? Like what you want to do? You want to take a fingertip out, rub it until it emulsifies in your hand, get okay. it good, and then just rub it in. That smells good. This is good. Yeah, that's great, because you got a pretty good beard. Yeah. you got a big beard. Apply a small amount to your beard so you won't scare small children. Yeah, you got to have Ooh, some. Okay, <laughs> now, see, once you activate it, yes, it smells that, much more than yeah, cause when the, you just lift it up. Because the beeswax, so there's a little bit of beeswax in it that will actually holds that in, and once you break it in, activate like you said, it, the scent comes alive. So this is food grade? <laughs> yeah, you probably, you know, probably it wouldn't make you sick. He's yeah. waxy. Yeah. I'll find out if I get sick. Yeah, yeah. Oh, my, I got, I got my pick. Me, I need my yeah. beard pick, though. So any good yeah, yeah. point, you got to work it through a little bit. You use yeah, the hand. Yeah. <laughs> it feels nice. And it doesn't, like uh, like I said, in about three four minutes, dry. Yeah. So how's sales going? Can, can he put Jesus. it on his, in his naked face? Can, can a non-beardo wear it? You can use it on your skin, actually. I have a lot of people that will say that their hands, you know, my hands have become baby hands since I've been yeah, making no, it. Yeah, it seems like it would be a good, like, moisturizer. It is. Yeah. It is. It's great for your skin. Every, every bit of it's for your skin or for your hair. That's the only thing. I didn't put in any nice. of the other stuff in it that would uh, yep. weigh it down or, or clog pores. Because I've got, I've got very sensitive skin. So that was one yeah, of the too. things. Yeah, yeah so I got that Irish like, skin. I got like eczema. Yeah, yeah, you don't want to tell yeah. anybody that, but you know, oh, man. This, this, this logo yeah. has got a, a, yeah. a pretty strong it likeness to you. Do like that. <laughs> <laughs> no, I got Yeah, are you a trucker? So there's a truck driver logo on the cover here. Are you a driver? <laughs> no, I'm just, uh, you know, the last name Riggs. What yeah. are you going to go with? Oh, it makes you know? sense. It makes it a makes lot sense. of sense. It lines so. up well. Yeah. Now, let me ask Matt over there. Matt, have you been using this cream on your face? I have. Your beard looks I have. sharp. I've actually got a fresh new batch right here on it. Right here, it's feeling good. <laughs> you know, I like it. It makes me feel good inside. So, yeah, it's, uh, I'm loving it right now. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Awesome, awesome stuff. So what, what other products? Are you going to get more products after this? I'm, uh, I'm going to buy the spray. I've, I literally just started this up around uh, the last of October. So I've just started. Oh, yeah, okay. I'm, so you I'm, just I'm did selling it. How's sales going? Uh, decent. I'm, I'm doing pretty good. I'm in Elder's Ace in uh, Signal and oh, wow. in Lakeside. And I'm also in our studio, our self-studio in in Sell Creek, and then at the Saudi Celebrity Hair and Beard Lounge in Saudi Daisy. And, uh, Saudi Celebrity on, Hair and Beard, uh, a beard Lounge? Yeah, they're great. Really? They've been selling a lot. So no they've kid. been doing really well Are you well Saudi boy? I am. All right. So my wife's well, a Saudi girl. Let me ask. I mean, you got the from Saudi. You ain't nobody. That's, that's Saudi karate. Wait, you, let me ask, you obviously got the beard. Is that why you decided, like they say, Start a company of what you know. Like he started a guitar pick company. He knows yeah, guitar yeah, picks. Yeah. You got a beard, and you're probably like me. You've probably gone out, tried to buy some of these creams. You've That's wasted exactly money on right. Amazon. Something shows up for 22 bucks, and it makes your skin break out. Yes. It's got too much perfume or something. You yes. just go right back to the refined coconut oil. That's right. exactly so you had to make right. something actually addressed uh, a, a sensitive bearded gentleman up there. Now, Matt, <laughs> you got a sensitive face too. You got to work look out for those breakouts. I, I don't know about sensitive. I mean, I have a pretty good looking face, but I don't know about sensitive. <laughs> You've done a little recruiting in your days. What do you think about companies that don't hire people with facial? Here, uh, you know, um, hard to hard to address that. I mean, we're yeah. you want to you want to hire just about anybody as long as they got a class A, they got a they have a beautiful beard. I think that's probably. 
maybe a couple additional bonus points if they have a nice yeah. manicured beard. So, yeah, you know, yeah, hey, I'll that. take it. I'll, okay, I'll hire them. We can add it to our list Occupy of south of the border, south, yeah. Yes, yeah. we'll add it to We're going to occupy south of the border to fight against non-competes, but we can add Non-competes and hire the bearded. <laughs> if you got a beard, bring it. Facial yeah. hair for the beard. So where do people go to get some of this, and what will it cost? Uh, I've got BigRigsBeardTamer.com is yeah. my website. You can, it's the easiest way. And like I said, you can go to a couple locations locally, like the Elders uh, Ace on Signal and on Lakeside. Or the Saudi Celebrity uh, Beard and Hair or Hair and Beard Lounge, and the, but the easiest way is just BigRigsBeardTamer.com. Well, it's beautiful, Matt. I gotta thank you for for bringing him yeah. by. Preach you guys um, bringing us before on. Before we let you, you go, we got we got a couple seconds here. Where should people go to learn more about you as well, and, and what would they learn? Um, so you go to TenFourRecruiting.com. If anybody's uh, any carrier that are struggling to hire professional drivers, that's what me and my team do. That's what we're great at, and that's uh, that's something that we fully dive into of just being able to help carriers hire professional drivers. Right on. Easy enough. You know, plenty of freight. What do you need right now? Right on. Well, Matt, one more time. Thanks for coming on, man. Thank you, we sir. Appreciate hey, thanks it. Yeah, thank you. Excellent enjoy it. Site enjoy the product. Checking it out. Yeah, well, so these are all for me. All for you. All right. Yeah, oh, man, you got it. You set up. I'll let you know my feedback. <laughs> all right, thank you. I'll give you a four-star review <laughs> on Amazon. Yeah. I'll give you five. Your, your beard's turning yellow, dude. Is no, it? No, this I'm stuff is great. Well, hey, thank you everyone for joining us for the first ever Freight Meme World Championship. Thank you to our guests, uh, Matt, Matt, and Matt, and Paul. And everybody else. You can find this show where you download your podcast Mondays, Wednesdays, Fridays on demand. Look up your favorite podcast player. Download Freightwaves TV app. Watch our beards in uh, beautiful HD. Follow me on Twitter at Timothy Dooner. Follow him at Vincent the Dude. Subscribe to the What's Truck newsletter, freightwaves.com slash WTT. Now tell them how to be. Hey, peace and love. Spread it everywhere. 